Towering above Tomorrowland are the futuristic peaks of Space Mountain. Inside, Disneyland astronauts experience the thrill of a twisting, speeding journey past the stars and unexplored galaxies, bursting through a cosmic vapor curtain into the deep, dark void of super space, where time is non-existent and distances are spanned at infinite speeds. Welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to Disney parks, resorts, movies, and more. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and this is episode number four of the Imagineer Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to explore one of my favorite attractions at the Disneyland Resort. And in fact, it is considered an all-time classic, and that is, of course, Space Mountain. I will give you a little bit of history about this ride, share some fun facts about this historic roller coaster, and then take you along with me for yet another binaural ride through of the attraction. And just to refresh your memory, again, that is a 3D audio recording. So if you are not listening with headphones, I would definitely encourage you to grab some because it is really going to make the experience sound like you are really there. After that binaural ride through, we'll come back. I will share some more information about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on social media and how you can even help to inspire the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy the Imagineer podcast. So I first rode Space Mountain in Disneyland back in the summer of 2006, and after riding it, it immediately became one of my favorite attractions of all time. I came off of the attraction literally feeling like I was five years old again. I was, at the time, I had just graduated high school, so <laughs> to feel like a five-year-old, I, I had not felt that excited coming off an attraction in so long. And since then, I've been on it quite a few times. I unfortunately didn't get to experience the classic version of the attraction, which I know some of you listening probably have. But what I want to do today is tell you a little bit about the history of Space Mountain, because it is such a classic attraction, and dare I say, even a cultural inspiration if you look at people talking just in the general public space mountain comes up all right not a lot but it is certainly that something that a lot of people know people know space mountain and that has a lot to do with how unique this attraction was when it was created and the fact that it is still around to this day now, although Space Mountain at the Magic Kingdom opened its doors to the public in 1975, the idea was initially conceived by, well, 
none other than Walt Disney himself, who was really inspired by the success of the Matterhorn Bobsleds attraction over at Disneyland, which was the first roller coaster at Disneyland that was built with a tubular steel track, allowing the track to take some more unique turns and banks than a wooden roller coaster would be able to. And so Walt Disney thought, of the idea of transporting guests into the world of space flight with a similar roller coaster design. And just to put this timeline into perspective, the idea really came about during the late 1950s, early 1960s. And this is at a time when the space race was just getting underway. And kids, for those of you who don't know what the space race is, definitely look it up and it'll give you some history and background as to the time period that Space Mountain was conceived. And this was also before... Man had even landed on the moon. So man had gone into space, but man had not yet landed on the moon. So thinking back to when Space Mountain was conceived was pretty much a, uh, a very different era in American history and even world history. So again, the idea came up in about the late 1950s. And then in the mid-1960s, Walt Disney tapped Imagineer slash Disney legend John Hench, who is a very famous Imagineer. For those of you who don't know his work, I definitely encourage you to look him up because he has worked on a number of very famous Disney attractions. So Walt tapped John to develop concept art for a space-themed roller coaster in the dark, which was not named this at the time, but would later be named Space Mountain. Now, unfortunately, as many of you know, Walt died in 1966, which was before Space Mountain officially opened. And so the project was placed on a temporary hold, and a lot of that had to do with the famous Disney World project in Orlando, Florida. But then the project resurfaced for the Magic Kingdom, and it opened there later on January 15th. 1975. You're probably thinking to yourself, Matt, you said this was the Disneyland version. Why are we talking about the Magic Kingdom version? And of course, that is to appreciate the history of the Disneyland version. You need to know a little bit about the history of Space Mountain itself and the fact that it was first built for the Magic Kingdom. And of course, two years later, on uh, May 27th, 1977, Disneyland introduced its own version of Space Mountain, which featured a slightly smaller footprint than the Magic Kingdom's version. So you'll see a different queue, different track layout, and in fact, one track instead of two, because a lot of that, again, having to do with the smaller footprint that they're dealing with. Now, Going further into the history, back in 1996, 1997, Space Mountain at Disneyland went through a pretty large refurbishment. Uh, Part of that added a new paint job to the exterior, which was uh, short-lived to a lot of people who were concerned and wondering why Space Mountain went from its classic white to a sort of steampunky copper color. Uh, And also during this refurbishment, it added a on-ride soundtrack that essentially fused the surf tones of Dick Dale with this creepy ambiance of a uh, sci-fi horror kind of movie. And I will actually share with you what that recording sounded like in just a few minutes. But after that, in 2003, Disneyland Space Mountain closed for not one year, but two years And it reopened in 2005 as part of Disneyland's 50th anniversary with a new track, new special effects, and even a new soundtrack, which was written by Michael Giacchino, who, for those of you who may not know, is the composer of many movies. And if we think about the Disney Pixar world, he was the 
composer for The Incredibles, Up, and even Ratatouille. So when I let you hear the recording of the current version of Space Mountain, you might recognize that it sounds an awful lot like The Incredibles if you listen very closely. Um, Now, the Space Mountain version in Disneyland has also had a few layovers in its time, some of them not even lasting longer than a day, but some of the more popular ones include Rockin' Space Mountain, Ghost Galaxy, and Hyperspace Mountain. And it's also worth noting that because of the success of Space Mountain, not only will you find it in Magic Kingdom, in Disneyland, but also in Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland. In fact, the only park that you will not find Space Mountain is over in Shanghai. That is the only Disneyland slash Magic Kingdom park that does not feature Space Mountain. So for those of you who have only been on the Magic Kingdom version of the attraction, or perhaps even the Disneyland version, I do want to point out a couple of differences, and then I'm actually going to share for you some of the soundtracks of the Disneyland version of this attraction. So one of the most notable things is that in the Magic Kingdom version, the entrance and the main building are actually separate. And when you're in Tomorrowland, you don't know it, but... You can actually notice this when you're riding the Walt Disney World Railroad or even the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. And when you enter the queue, you'll actually notice that you proceed down these series of ramps, which are actually taking you underneath the railroad into the main Space Mountain building. And in fact, you can even hear the railroad passing above you if you're standing in the right place at the right time in the middle of the Star Tunnel, which is sort of that bottom of the ramp when you get all the way to the uh, the bottom of those ramps. And from there, of course, you proceed up a few more ramps into the load area. And then likewise, when you exit from unload, which is underneath the load area of Space Mountain, you're brought back down this long ramp and then up again into the gift shop. Now, Disneyland's version is actually a bit different because for the most part, everything happens in one building, in the main Space Mountain building that you see, plus a second floor courtyard that is attached and outdoors uh, just attached to Space Mountain, just attached to the entrance of the building. So you first, instead of going down, you actually first go up a series of ramps. And uh, historically, there was actually a moving walkway, which you could still see in some old photos that took you from Tomorrowland up to the courtyard. Now you just kind of walk up these concrete ramps into the the courtyard area on the second floor. Uh, It's all outdoors where most of the queue happens. And then at merge point between fast pass and standby, you are brought down a long series of ramps into the lower area, which is actually a few feet underground. And it's also the same station used for unload. So that's a Another difference between Magic Kingdom and Disneyland is Magic Kingdom, you load and unload in different areas. In Disneyland, you load and unload in the same place. And you can actually tell how far underground this station is when you exit as you move up a small flight of stairs back to the park's main level. Now, the other obvious difference between these two queues is the theming, especially with the Magic Kingdom after adding a series of games in the queue, which is, of course, something that is lacking in the Disneyland version. And the other major difference beyond the ride is the theme of the load area. So in Disneyland, the load area, which I think is awesome, feels very much like a a large, retro-style and fantastic space station, while the Magic Kingdom's load area... I describe it more as a modern space station feeling that it feels a bit more grounded in reality and its design than the Disneyland version, which feels a little bit almost tied to Fantasyland in the way that it's designed, but still could be feasibly created in the world of space travel. And of course, when it comes to the ride itself, 
the Magic Kingdom's version has two tracks, as I said, um, and it begins with a drop into the strobe tunnel, then an on-ride photo, and then ascends up one long lift. As you'll hear in the recording of Disneyland's version, it begins with a small lift, then the strobe tunnel, which is at a, a much slower pace than the Magic Kingdom's version, then a long lift with a lot of really awesome special effects, uh, then another small lift, and then the on-ride photo is at the end. And of course, the last major difference between these two, besides the amazing special effects, which we'll talk about in a second, is the seating. So in the Magic Kingdom, you're sitting more like the Matterhorn bobsleds, where you're seating in a single row, two rockets with six riders all together, three in each rocket. And in Disneyland's version, you have a similar layout, but there's two riders per row. So you have 12 riders per total rocket train as opposed to six. So double the capacity, but of course, only one track instead of two. And as I said, the special effects on Disneyland's version are just awesome. It really provides more of a, a sensory experience, especially since the 2005 refurb, where it just it feels darker inside the Magic Kingdom's version. There are more star effects on the track and on the walls, which really dis- disorient you, and you don't really know 100% whether you're going to turn left or right or go through a drop. It has a really cool main lift with a really interesting special effect. For those of you who haven't seen it, I definitely encourage you to go to YouTube and look it up, because it is super awesome, especially if you can find a... Uh, uh, a very great night vision version of the uh, of the ride, and of course, well, first of all, they also have fans, so it feels like you're going a lot faster with these fans in your face, and a really thrilling on board soundtrack. So let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack. As I said, Space Mountain didn't originally have a soundtrack, but in 1997 they did add a surf slash sci-fi horror sounding soundtrack that was recorded by dick dale who was a very famous uh guitarist with uh, who did a lot of uh, famous surf songs that you might know if you don't know again i definitely encourage you to look him up but for those of you who are wondering what that sounded like take a listen because i'm gonna play it for you and again take a listen to how it really sounds like a combination of surfing and flying through space this is tower launch sequence engaged Shuttle, this is flight safety. Keep your hands on the handrail or inside the vehicle and remain seated while in motion. You are clear for launch.
Pretty cool, right? And it is still actually a very exciting soundtrack, especially considering it's a bit older. It really can get you uh, get your heart pumping when you're on that ride. But then, as I said, in 2005, the Space Mountain reopened at Disneyland with a new soundtrack from Michael Giacchino. And personally, again, this is the first time I rode Space Mountain, and I love this soundtrack. I only wish the Magic Kingdom's version had this or something similar to it. So for those of you who might not have heard, I'm going to play a little bit of it for you from when you enter the top of the lift through the end of the ride and then when we get to the binaural recording you'll actually get to hear the full thing so take a listen to michael giacchino's version of the space mountain soundtrack Is that not awesome? I absolutely love that soundtrack. It is one of my absolute favorites. But as I said before, Space Mountain and Disneyland also has a few overlays. So in 2006, they had Rock and Both Parks in Disneyland Park and Disney's California Adventure Park. And when they did that, they actually introduced the Red Hot Chili Peppers to California Screamin' over a California Adventure and Space Mountain. At Disneyland, and so they added some special lighting effects inside to make it feel more like a light show through space. Really interesting, and of course, they added on top of it a Red Hot Chili Peppers soundtrack. And this attraction was hosted by none other than Uncle Joe Benson, who again was the initial host for Rock and Roller Coaster. So take a listen to the Rockin' Space Mountain version of this soundtrack. Welcome aboard, Rocket Rockers. This is your Uncle Joe Benson, broad blast and live across the universe. Energizing rocket receptors. Powering up. Looks like we've been cleared for blastoff, and it sounds like the red hot chili peppers are on the space stage. Let's have those drums. Let's hear some of that bass. We're looking and sounding good. Awesome. This is going to be out of this world. Now we're 
no matter which planet you're from, we're about to rock your world. And it's all going to happen in five, four, three, two, rock and roll. Not too bad, right? Again, this only ran for one year. I almost wish I were there because it sounds so cool. I did not get to ride its attraction, but I have looked up uh, several YouTube videos and spoken to a few people who have, and they really enjoyed this version of the attraction. Now, what they also started doing in 2009, as far as overlays are concerned, in the Disneyland version is providing a Halloween theme with a really, in my opinion, kind of spooky version of Space Mountain, and they called it Ghost Galaxy. And you can still see Ghost Galaxy to this day, at least as of the time that this podcast was recorded. You can still see Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy during Halloween in Disneyland. And again, it is a bit creepy. It's a bit darker than the original version. So you'll find that the strobe tunnel is pitch black. The main lift, there are different effects. And then throughout Space Mountain, as you're winding down the track, you actually have this ghost who is, or this phantom in space following you around. And there are pop-ups and all kinds of creepy things that honestly for young kids might be Kind of scary, and even for adults, depending on how <laughs> scared you are of horror, it can actually be not not terribly frightening, but a little spooky and a little eerie. So I'll play for you now the Ghost Galaxy version of this soundtrack.
Not bad, right? It's a little spooky, uh, and I'm sure you can hear that when you listen to it. And you can even hear the uh, the screams of the ghost as it follows through through space. So if you ever get the chance, definitely uh, head out there during Halloween and ride along for Ghost Galaxy. And I mentioned this in my Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom episode, but be sure to actually sit in the middle or the back of Space Mountain. I usually prefer to sit in the front, but I found that when I sat in the front of Ghost Galaxy, I really did not get a view of the special effects, which uh, you might actually prefer. But if you are hoping to see the ghost, I would definitely encourage sitting in the middle or the back of the train. And the last overlay worth mentioning is, of course, the most recent one, which is Hyperspace Mountain, which debuted in 2015, essentially a Star Wars overlay of Space Mountain. And I'm sure, as you can probably imagine if you haven't heard it yet, features some Star Wars music, some Star Wars special effects. It looks like you're going into hyperspace. It looks like you're going past some TIE fighters and Star Destroyers, and it's it's a really cool experience. So I'm going to play for you now the Hyperspace Mountain version of this soundtrack. So for you Star Wars fans, it's not too bad, right? That's actually pretty cool. And for those who have written it, I have heard some really great things about this. It is, in some cases, actually 
uh, guest's favorite version of Space Mountain. Now, and again, as the time of this recording, it is the 2005 version of Space Mountain with the Michael Giacchino soundtrack. So, uh, as I said, the best way to really take this all in is to experience it for yourself. And just in case you are not currently near Disneyland or have never experienced Space Mountain, I am going to take you along with me wherever you currently are for a ride on this attraction. And specifically, we will walk through the queue together. You'll get to hear the sounds of the queue. We'll head down the ramps into the space station, and you'll hear all the the cool sounds of the load area. We'll board our rocket, and we'll enjoy a thrilling ride through inner space. So make sure to check your lap bar and make sure that it is secure. Keep your hands and arms inside the rocket at all times and enjoy this binaural experience.
Can we wait for the front?
And with that, we close out episode number four of the Imagineer podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this experience and that perhaps you learned a thing or two about the history of Space Mountain at Disneyland and even beyond that. And as I mentioned, there are Space Mountain attractions all over the world, not only at Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, but also at Disneyland Paris, which has a very different theme and is one of the most intense versions of Space Mountain. And you'll also find it at Hong Kong Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland as well. It is one of my top three favorite attractions at the Disneyland Resort to this day. I love the opportunity to ride Space Mountain in Disneyland whenever possible, especially growing up riding the Magic Kingdom version, which of course is great in itself, but to me there's always something wonderful about riding the Disneyland version of this attraction. But I want to know from you, what do you love most about Space Mountain? And in particular, which Space Mountain do you love the most? Especially if you have been to the Magic Kingdom version, the Disneyland version, or dare I say, even the international Space Mountains. Which one do you love the most? What do you love the most about that particular Space Mountain? Is it the queue, the soundtrack, the special effects, the coaster itself? It doesn't matter what it is. Just tell me whatever you love most about this attraction. And be sure to reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast to let us know. Or, of course, on Twitter at twitter.com slash audio. And also, if you are enjoying this show so far, again, I know that we're young, only a few episodes in, still working out some kinks. But if you love the show or have hope for it at least, uh, please be sure to subscribe in iTunes, in Google Play, in Podbean, wherever you're listening to it. And please do leave us a rating and a comment in the iTunes store. I read all of them personally, and I certainly appreciate those that have come in so far. And lastly, and most importantly, please do share out this podcast with your friends, whether you post it on Facebook, on a Facebook page, out on Twitter, wherever you are, or even just talk to a friend about it. We would love to share the love with even more Disney parks and resorts and movie fans. And lastly, I want to hear from you, the listener, not only for what you love most about Space Mountain, but I want to know where you are listening from. So again, reach out on Facebook, on Twitter, or you can even email me at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me where you're listening from. Tell me what you love most about the show and even what you would like to hear in a future episode. And again, you can reach out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or through email as well. And I want to thank you all so much for listening. I've had already a blast uh, running this podcast, and I look forward to many other episodes to come in the future. I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are. And remember that if you can dream it, you can do it. Transit Authority Metroliner nonstop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round trip Super Skyway tour. Welcome aboard, TTA travelers. Whether you're a humanoid, a robot, or an alien passenger, we hope you enjoy your trip along Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway.